Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. You're going to be required to run Windows 11 and therefore be required to have a TPM chip. I can't imagine that. You know, what a way to corner, you know, everybody who's, who's going to just going to need it, you know, who's going to not be able to survive without it. Yeah, so I think what happened is the motherboard manufacturers weren't really ready for this. So people say to me, John, can I add a TPM to my PC? So if you built your own desktop PC in the last few years uh, and you're pretty comfortable playing around, um, you know, under the hood, uh, yes, um, you can go into the system BIOS and you can add a discrete TPM 2.0 chip to your motherboard. Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. It is great to have you, Marcus. It's nice to see you back. How are you doing uh, this fine Friday? Hey, John. It's good to be right back with you, and I'm doing good today. That is good to hear. It's always great to have you as my trusty co-host. And we are in the month of November, actually, November 5th. What happened to October? What happened to Halloween? I mean, what happened to anything? It was just a mess. Everything just kind of like flew by. Yeah, just breezed right by. And here we are. You know, we count down the, the end of the year pretty soon. I know. And they're saying the kids, uh, what is it, 5 to 11 or 5 to 12, are now going to be able to start getting, they call them pokes, not shots, but pokes in their arm starting the first week of November. So maybe that'll change things a little better. I know things have been better for me on my end. How about you? Have things been better out by you? Noticing things a little better? Well, you know, cases here are still soaring. I'm in a, yes. uh, in a big city here. So, you know, uh, we're hoping for some relief here real soon. All right. That's good. I, I know at least we can move around. So that, so that is a good thing. But uh, speaking about uh, our world, um, these uh, owners of Apple are becoming obsessed. I'm not sure you've ever heard about this with this new $19 cloth. Uh, it was thought to be, um, you know, the, the, this this match of these cloths put together and it emerged uh, just last month. Apple was marketing uh, this 6.3 inch by 6.3 inch cloth to dab away dust and fingerprints and polish to mm. make your phone look nice again. <laughs> um, and uh, the price tag of 19 bucks for a cloth. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't see cloths just like it's equally you know, good at the Dollar General or Dollar Store. <laughs> they claim that there's certain polymers in there. I don't really know unless we test it ourselves. Is it really that good? Maybe I'll have to do a review on this cloth. That might be something I'll have to do because I don't know. Twenty dollars, nineteen dollars. That's a lot for a for a cloth. So that remember, that's ni right? that's nineteen yeah. pounds. So if you convert nineteen pounds British, uh, what is that to U.S. dollars? That's roughly, if I'm doing my math right, twenty six dollars. Oh wow, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but, but Apple yeah. seems to get away with charging for things um, because they can. Yeah, it sounds like what they do is just as long as they got their name on it, it they they expect brand loyalty and 
usually it works. Yes, well, they've had brand loyalty for a very long time, and they've always been the kingpin, I'm going to call it, of the bowling alley yeah. of the world. Uh, but recently, I'm not sure if you know this, Microsoft just passed Apple and is now considered the most valuable, quote unquote, company. But that's a real good segue because when when we talk about, you know, companies becoming these huge giants, uh, Microsoft, we, we should have knew they were around a corner somewhere at some point. Yeah, so, um, you know, Apple's having lots of supply chain issues. That's no surprise uh, to any of us. I mean, I was very fortunate to get my i13 Pro Max. I was vigilant about getting it quickly. Yeah. But people are having trouble getting theirs. <laughs> And uh, I, I knew that was going to happen. We knew that. And uh, the company's uh, market cap for Microsoft surpassed 2.44, not million, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say this again, trillion. Wow. Okay, that was in April. And it stands with Apple as the sole U.S. company retaining a market cap above $2 trillion. Oh, so... Wow. Uh, I think Apple could have done it, but I think it's just because they couldn't get product into people's hands. They couldn't make the sales. Yeah, and it makes a ton of sense. I think personally, once our supply chain comes back out of this pivot, I think they could regain their market share. It might take them a little while, um, but I'm sure they're not happy uh, that they're not the uh, first kid sitting at the birthday party. Like they're now like <laughs> yeah. the 10th. Well, they're like they're like the second, but. I don't know if they're going to fall further behind. And experience shows me that I think they're going to fall further before they get up higher. Yeah, they're going to take a huge dip before they, they beat right at the top again. And uh, and it seems like Microsoft is not slowing down. They, they just rolled out it, it's some new updates and, uh, and software. So, you know. Microsoft. So I want to quote um, Bloomberg News, uh, one of the colleagues, and I quote, Microsoft is the world's largest listed company by market value following a drop in Apple shares. The iPhone maker is under pressure after reporting fourth quarter revenue that fell short of Wall Street's estimates. The last time Microsoft dethroned Apple was in the first half of 2020. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, be an interesting thing but i have to tell you uh, i'm not on the on the um i just say uh totally on base with windows 11. i think it's got issues i'm personally not playing to upgrade to it probably till this time next year if i don't see too many problems but i play with it it's got issues which we knew but i think they really rushed this product out I remember this product was rushed out and people weren't at microsoft they're working from home and I just feel, Marcus, that you lose something. When people work from home, yeah, I know we all talk about this nonsense about collaborative and we can do all these meets and these things. It's garbage. Yeah. It's not the same thing as sitting next to somebody. Um, I have people in the office and they're like, oh, John, I want to work from home. And I'm like, it's not the same. It's oh, not. yeah, it is. I said, your productivity level is just not the same uh at home because you know you're watching the kids you're making dinner you're making breakfast i'm not supposed to be paying for all that and then you know they give you an ultimatum well you know if you can't do that maybe i should get another job okay fine go get another job i don't see uh i don't see too many people hiring <laughs> right now 
uh, or they are, but they're hiring in the in the minuscules. I think people are hiring even these big companies. They're not hiring at fifteen dollars. Some are hiring at fourteen fifty, and some are hiring at twelve fifty an hour. They're supposed to raise minimum wage, but that never happened in New Jersey. It did in New York. Yeah, there's still a lot of people that's uh, first companies that's behind and you know and and not looking to make that jump to fifteen thousand an hour. And you know where people got a lot of their uh, money from? A good chunk of it. People that didn't have uh, knowledge, maybe had a college degree or whatever. Uh, they were demonstrators. And you know that market was closed for a very long time at BJ's, uh, Costco, Sam's Club, right? right? Well, they just announced this week that they're bringing that back. So our world, I think, is slowly starting to turn the corner. I think we still have to be careful about you know what's going on but we're going to be on the lookout to see what microsoft does and where they're going i personally think that it should not have been released until q3 or q4 of 2022 but they didn't want to do that because they're afraid on revenues because they've already taken a lot of money on pre-orders for microsoft windows 11. yeah you know Yes. I don't know, Marcus. I, I feel like they push these things out and um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a problem. And um, so Windows 11 is going to come pre-installed for free on new PCs. And if you uh, installed Windows 10 or update in the last year or two, you're going to be able to pretty much update your computer. So if you've had a computer, let's say within the last maybe one to two years, you're going to be able to upgrade no problem. If it was before that, just like they did with 10, you're probably going to have to pay a fee um, to, you know, Microsoft because, um, you know, they only give it for free for a period of time. But right now, it's interesting. You can do a pre-order, okay, uh, for Windows 11, and you can get it free. So it, it, it's interesting. They, they've been announcing this pre-order, but, you know, it is out. So they keep saying pre-order, but it's out right now. You can buy Windows 11. So I think yeah. there's a little bit of a confusion. People say, oh, is it out? Is it not out? No, it, it is. It, it, it's fully out. And people say, but John, well, how much is Windows 11? So if you have, is the Windows 11 upgrade? Because some people can't actually upgrade to Windows 11. And I'll tell you why. They're missing a required component. Mm. So there are required components for um, Windows, for Windows 11. And... A lot of people don't know about these required components like, oh, I have those 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 required components and they really don't understand that. Yes, you know, they have the one gigahertz and the two or more cores on a compatible 64 bit chip and and things like that. Uh, but they're missing something. Uh, they're missing the trust chip. I'm going to call it a nickname. I'm going to call it. The, it's, it's really the TPM. Okay. Uh, the TPM requirements. So the TPM is the trusted platform module is the quote unquote technical name. I don't know if you know this, but Windows 11 won't run without the TPM. So well, you can you know, either buy a TPM module if your motherboard supports it. Okay. Uh, you have to be running TPM 1.2 or greater. And um, people say, well, John, you know, well, well, what is the TPM module? Like, well, I didn't have it before. So why do I need it now? Well, the trusted platform module is a, um, for sure, it's international standard for secure crypto processor and dedicated microcontrollers designed to secure hardware through integrated 
cryptograph keys. So in short, it's meant to basically make sure a hacker doesn't stick their nose where they don't belong because it has a lot more algorithms to actually police your hardware and not the software level at the hardware level. We haven't seen stuff like this in a while. No, we haven't. You know, and the so fact that we if you don't have the TPM yeah. module, so for example, if you're going to like you know your Windows computer and you're looking at you know where it says Windows updates, which a lot of people are doing, you're going to see there's an option there that actually says check for updates, and you're going to see it says download, and then it says uh, uh, this PC either meets or doesn't meet. And so, for example, uh, my computer here that I'm using at my desk is about uh, a little over two years old, uh, which is not very old at all. Uh, I had just popped a new SSD into it not too long ago, uh, but it doesn't meet the Windows 11 requirements. So what does that mean? Well, that means technically in the future, I'm going to have to change it because you know what's going to happen, Marcus, I can guarantee you. If you're putting computers into HIPAA compliancy places, which they don't even know this is going to happen, but you and I know that I'm always ahead of the curve, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, um, it's going to become required. You're going to be required to run Windows 11 and therefore be required to have a TPM chip. I can't imagine that. You know, what a way to corner, you know, everybody who's, who's going to just going to need it, you know, who's going to not be able to survive without it. Yeah, so I think what happened is the motherboard manufacturers weren't really ready for this. So people say to me, John, can I add a TPM to my PC? So if you built your own desktop PC in the last few years, uh, and you're pretty comfortable playing around, um, you know, under the hood. Uh, yes, um, you can go into the system BIOS and you can add a discrete TPM 2.0 chip to your motherboard. If you didn't, well, that may not be supported by uh, your actual uh, manufacturer of your PC or your motherboard uh, if it was like part of a package. And so, um, you know, basically TPM 2.0 needs to be enabled in the BIOS, okay? Uh, it will be under the security tab and you have to enable, and it's usually enabled by default. Mm -hmm. So uh, the other question is how much is a TPM chip? That's very good I gotta pay for Windows. <laughs> so a TPM chip is not really that expensive. I got good news for you. A TPM chip for an Asus motherboard runs just under 40 bucks. Oh, that's not okay? bad. That's not bad. Not bad. However, <laughs> If you want a TPM for your MSI, it's going to be about 65 bucks. Now, if you want to get the TPM for your HP trusted platform, how much do you think that one's going to cost you? I'm going to take a wild guess that the price goes up for HP. It does. How much do you think it goes up? 100 bucks. 115 bucks. That's, that's very interesting, John. You know, uh, that these the different, different brands, you know, just different from each other <laughs> yeah so um so when people say to me john how much is the update to windows 11 going to cost i'm telling him you know don't don't do it um because if you don't have the tpm first of all you have to understand that uh, the tpm is going to predicate and it'll tell you right in your a windows setup you know whether on the upgrade screen whether you can do this or whether you can't do this it's, it's, it's pretty simple so if you can go and do the, the check compatibility, you know, very, very easily. But again, uh, people say to me, John, how much is it? How much is it to buy uh, to buy a Windows? Because let's say you don't have it, buy a Windows uh, 11 
uh, product upgrade key because that's really what you're buying. You're buying an 11 product upgrade key because right. they basically locked, um, you know, the system. So the good news is um, an 11 Pro, not an OEM version, but an 11 Pro retail key, it's going to set you back just under 70 bucks. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. So I also want to caution you. There are a lot of people out there that are selling keys. I'm not going to mention the names of the companies because I don't want to have people go there. And they go to these websites, and whether it's Windows 11, Windows 10, or it's server, if server costs over $1,000 and you can buy it for $49, Marcus, something's wrong. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good. Or even $89 to buy a $600, something is freaking yeah. wrong. Yeah, so wrong. people say, well, gee, I didn't know. They tell you right on Microsoft's site, if you're paying less than 50% for our software, it's probably not a legitimate key. No, not at all. And when you're dealing with these companies, Marcus, and, you know, I, I remember a client of mine and they said, oh, I bought this key. So we don't get involved with this. Well, no, they just put the key in and paste it. And I said, I guarantee you that key's not going to work. No, no, my friend did. So paste the key in, said the key was already used. Contact our service department. And after three or four times, they, I said, we don't get involved with this. This is not a license. No, 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 I bought it from, no, no, it's not a Microsoft license key. You bought it from some schmo on the block. Uh, that was selling it off a truck. No, no, I didn't go to anybody on a truck. It's an expression. It fell off the truck, and they're probably just covering a few pennies just to pay some people some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's interesting, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But, you know, more has been happening, Marcus, with supply chain. You know, we've talked about this. Uh, we have challenges in, in our own IT and tech business, whether it's for Wall Street or it's for our clients. Um, we're able to get PC components pretty quickly. We're having issues getting server components, though. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, cases are taking us about an extra week to get from a normal day. And that's a problem. Uh, we're still able to turn them around fairly quickly. But I can tell you this. There's not a lot of selection. When we used to have hundreds of cases to choose from, we don't have that selection because some of those are still stuck on a slow boat from China or they're out in the water somewhere. Got that right. <laughs> So something else that's causing a big problem, and people don't realize the impact of COVID. It's not the health impact anymore. It's not just the health impact. It's how it's affecting our economy, our world, right? Yeah. And so one place it's affecting us is uh, on November 1st, I have some sad news. Um, they are saying um, that no GM plants will be closed due to chip shortages. I say it's sad news because they're saying for the first time in eight months, the global shortage of computer chips won't force General Motors to close any North American factories. 
Okay, so they're not going to close, but now they're going to just take more time to build the car. And I already see costs of things going up. We already know that lumber went up, right? If you have to have a home improvement done, the people that gave you quotes say, we'll come back to us in about eight to 10 months. Lumber's gone up 25%. Even the glue, Marcus, to put on boards, you can't even get it. Like Elmer's carpenter glue, good luck. Yeah, these shortages are happening just about everywhere, you know, in the, in, in every industry that you can think of. And and we, we're going to see the car industry really hit the hardest. Well, we know what happened last year with the car industry. I know I had just changed my lease uh, this past December. And uh, I wasn't even looking to do anything because my lease wasn't up to the end of the year. But they were so zealous to get my car. They made it so impossible for me not to do it because I had not planned on getting this car. I was going to get something else. And they erased all my mileage. And they made my car price $5 more than it was. And they gave me more miles. Now, they gave me a 2000, whatever it was, because they didn't have a 2021. They had a 2020. The factory is closed because there was a year ahead. So will they start making 2022s now? And that's really the question, I think. Are we going to start seeing them? I don't know. If we do see them, they're going to be very expensive. John. I think car prices, uh, I know uh, my dad was telling me that a car that he has, uh, a luxury car, he's leasing it. But that car right now, if he was to, let's say, buy it outright, has gone up $35,000. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very true. You know, uh, I, I experienced a similar, similar thing, you know, well, I overheard some similar talk, you know, where, you know, BMW is begging people to bring in, you know, their used vehicles because they have no used vehicles on the lot. Did you know, Marcus, that the average price of a new vehicle actually hit a peak last month? $42,802 before luxury sales tax breaking our old record which isn't too far behind but it's still a little behind forty-one thousand five twenty-eight. now you might say to me john well that's not a big difference okay so now you're looking at a car that's forty two thousand eight hundred and two dollars let's just round that and then you take the forty one thousand five two eight you're talking a difference of twelve seventy four and the average is nearly up, Marcus, 19% from a year ago when it broke 36000 for the first time. Jeez. So that means if we look at the prices of cars today, okay, today from where they were before at 36000 okay, we're talking an increase, Marcus, of $6,802. We're talking for a new vehicle. We're not even talking luxury prices. So, um, but one thing I will tell you is that the Tennessee uh, uh, plant for Nissan is uh, planning to close for two weeks very soon because of the chip shortage. So what's going to happen then with Ford? They're going to have to put the prices into the, into the vehicles. Now, remember, GM is not making cars anymore. No. And this is why I think they're not closing. 
because they're not making cars. I don't know why they stopped. I think it was becoming too costly for them to make cars. So a lot of people are buying trucks, but trucks are not being sold as much as cars are being sold. I think that's the real reason why they're not closing. That, that's that's like you really hint in something that is uh, becoming apparently very obvious. It's, you know, it's going to become more and more obvious. And uh, John, that, sh that shows real good insight on your part there. And you know, I, you're right. People aren't buying trucks like that. You know, and we're moving towards people who want to. We're all, we're also moving toward electric vehicles. I electric, think within vehicles, probably yeah. three yeah. to five years, I think they're going to become a lot more affordable. I think the government might subsidize them because I think they're going to want to get everybody on these plans. You know how a lot of these uh, power companies we have at home, and I never change. You know, you have like a power company, and then you have your supplier, which is like nonsense. Well, we had this supplier for, for quite a few years, uh, IDT, and they just sent me a letter telling me your contract with us has expired. I never even set up a contract with them. Then I got a letter from my power company saying, just want to let you know that yours from the power company said we're, we're your energy uh, distributor, but your supplier has canceled their contract. Thus, your service is reverting back to us. I said, what the heck does that mean? Oh, nothing. It just goes up a little bit because now we're supplying and distributing. Like, I don't understand. No, it, it's a rate thing. Am I missing something here? <laughs> So there's been a frustration with a lot of people that I talk to. Windows 10 has started to recycle and keep booting over and over and over and over and over again. So I want to share a few little tips uh, that you can do to actually uh, stop your computer from rebooting over and over and over again because maybe a setting got changed. So there's actually three things I want to share with you. So one that you can actually do, and, it, and it's really easy, you can just hold the Windows key down and the S key down. And when you do that, you're going to then go ahead and type in advanced. Um, so advanced system. And when you do that, you will see advanced system settings. Okay. Uh, when you go in there, you're going to have something that it says startup and recovery on the advanced tab. Click on the settings button there. There's lots of settings buttons. So again, you want to click on the one under the startup and recovery. So when you go into system properties, click on advanced, and then it's the third settings. I don't know why they made them all called settings. I think they should have named one like performance settings, user profile settings. I just thought that was terrible. They call them all settings. Like that was just really poor design. Yeah. Because I always say, well, click on the settings button. Which one? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there is an option there that says automatically restart. You can uncheck that. Now, usually what happens is the system will restart when there's errors. So this may not solve the problem that is causing your system to reboot, but this is a good quick way if you don't know how to solve that underlying problem to at least get yeah. the computer to not annoy you so much. You can uncheck the automatically start and say, okay. Uh, the other thing that you can do is you can go into the Windows S again, and you can go to uh, your basically your advanced area one more time. And what you can actually do is you can go to your you can go to your hardware and you can go to your you can go to your device manager, okay, um, and you can see your processor. But but the, but the easiest thing to do is just go to Windows Windows key S and type in power, okay. So if you type in power, uh, like your power sleep and settings, that's exactly or edit power plan. Either one of those is fine. Uh, 
So once that pulls up on the screen, uh, you're going to see where it says uh, change advanced power settings. Just go ahead and click on that. Once you click on that, you're going to see a dialog box open up and it's going to say what mode you're in and then make sure it's selected to what you're on. And then you're going to go down to where it says it's about midway down. It says processor power management. Okay. There's something under there. There's three things under there. The first thing says minimum processor state. Click on that, that little plus sign. You'll see it says battery and plugged in, depending if you're a laptop or computer. And you want to make sure that's on, that that is at least 5%. Or it could be lower, but it should be 5%. If it's not, what can happen is it could be causing your computer to overcycle by the processor. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. Uh, another thing that really uh, could solve the problem is sometimes people are using outdated graphics uh, drivers. They They get these great graphics cards, but... They just take them out of the box, but they don't bother to update them. Right. So update your graphics driver. And if you can't find an updated graphics driver, uninstall your graphics driver. Shut your computer down. Reboot your computer and allow Windows to find uh, reset. A lot of times it's just a corruption or something that'll reset it. So these are just some things you can do to actually make uh, using your computer you know, a little bit more friendly. Uh, because sometimes those rebooting, and it shouldn't be rebooting um automatically but i can tell you that the reason it's rebooting is probably an underlying issue like your graphics card or or something else or there's a runaway process and so at least uh this will buy you a little bit of time so it doesn't keep interrupting you every time you're trying to save a document or things like that but again i do caution you that when you go to your windows update screen which everyone has access to it's going to say uh, right now there is an optional quality update. It's actually 2021-10 cumulative update preview for Windows 10 21H1 for the H64 base systems KB5006738. You want to download and install that. If you don't download and install that, you might find that you're not able to receive email in Outlook because this actually... Uh, has some reciprocities to how the mail servers are connecting. So some useful information that, that we've got. Uh, we have taken a little bit of a hiatus. If you guys have known from our, uh, our guests, we're going to be getting back on track. I'm hoping before the holidays, we have quite a few guests uh, lined up. I just, to be honest, haven't had the chance to read all these books. I think I have over 12 books now to read. And the latest one that I'm reading now is, um, uh, it, it's called How to Kill Remotely. I'm about half through. It's a very good book, but it's not an easy book to read because it's very emotional. It talks about the fact that, you know, you go to your remote location, either on the computer or at your remote pilot place, and you go kill. And then you go home and have coffee or dinner with your family, and you just act like nothing happened. You can say you kill people, but you can't actually say anything else. And um, what they're discovering, and we'll learn later when, when I share the book, is that it's having psychological uh, impacts on people's lives. Wow. You wouldn't think that, you know, pushing a button and setting up a missile or doing something like using a drone to have a, a payload on it to deploy a bomb or nuclear warhead could be something that would bother you when you're not even located anywhere near it. Exactly. Well, What's happening is people are starting to feel the connection, even if it's pretty close to them. They can see the destruction on camera. They can go back and verify it. And when they go back and verify it, 
they're, they're, they're even bringing people in like psychological counselors to help them. But the psychological counselors have to get them to feel good, get this, about killing. Wow. I wouldn't want that job. Oh, man, you know, I, I couldn't imagine, you know. Uh, so we're going to be talking to a retired uh, military colonel uh, who sent us the book, who I'm very grateful for. Uh, but like I said, I have a little more reading to do, and I wanted to digest it. It's not a book you can just read over coffee or over dinner. You've got to be in the right frame of mind, and you've also got to understand the purpose and the context. Because he goes through weapons from the very beginning, things like rocks. Yeah. And that was fine. But when we started getting up to guns, and then we got up to all these control and how people feel mentally, I'm like, I feel like I'm there. It's a very intense book it's not meant for people that um it's definitely an over 18 book not because there's any nudity or anything like that but it deals with a very sensitive topic and the fact that they have to do a job and that's the army's job or the navy's job is to kill it is sounds like a very a very new type of ptsd that's you know uh, just on the scene here and you know, thank you so much, John, for that recommendation. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out myself. Yeah, well, I, I, when, when he comes on, and I think you're going to enjoy the, the the thing, but the post-traumatic stress disorder, for those of you guys that don't know PTSD, uh, the PTSD, uh, and, I, and I quote, is a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experience or witnessing a terrifying event. So a PTSD could happen to people in everyday life. Let's say they witnessed a murder. Hopefully they didn't. Or they saw somebody being robbed or being stabbed, or, or what have you, or even watching something that was reenacted on the news could leave a PTSD. Yeah. So I think we have to be cognizant of, you know, what we're doing. And my solution to it is, is killing the answer or is more deflecting the answer. So that, you know, when you play baseball or you play football or soccer or lacrosse or rugby, we don't kill the other player. We just try to keep them away from our goal. Maybe the issue that we should be working more on is how to keep them away from us and how to keep them disabled. But I just don't like the idea of killing them. I, I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel that, um, you know, if we can keep them at bay and we can keep them away from us, that's probably all we need to do. I just don't think we need to kill them. I get that we might need to destroy their, their bases and things like that, but as long as nobody's in there. Exactly. Because we could cripple them by destroying a military operation or destroying heads or things like that. But let's not kill them. And some of these people, they got families. And right. uh, I think that's the big challenge when they come home and they like, they just killed such and such. And they realize that, oh, he had a little boy or he his, his, he, his mother died earlier. And, and you realize that was your job. But now you have more than PTSD. You have like this real intention some people just want to get out but the people they bring in to coach them don't really talk about the killing as something they shouldn't do they talk about it as something that's part of the job yeah usually that's not something that a psychologist talks about no it's, it's, they talk about it as it's yeah. part of your job and you just do it every day like you breathe that's not for me uh Another interesting point in the news, we've been following that uh, news story, right, with the uh, the weapon that destroyed the uh, cinematographer. Yeah. How does that even happen? Ah, man, you know, 
how do you not follow the correct safety protocols? You know, it, it's it's really terrible and really unfortunate. You know that you know that you know that you got clear safety protocols to follow it. Baldwin didn't know the weapon contained a live round. Okay, so so here's my my point. If he didn't know, then shouldn't the prop people have known? Yeah. Shouldn't the armorist have known? I mean, I don't think a bullet should have even been brought on the set. Like, there was no need for a bullet. Yeah, you don't so need live rounds. What I have to believe is either that gun was taken offset by somebody and used, and when it was brought back on, they never checked it. If you noticed a while back, Marcus, they got rid of a lot of people. Yeah, I think the reason these people quit wasn't that it was low budget. I think they quit because they got their hand in the cookie jar and they wanted to go away because they didn't want any fingers pointing to them. But what they don't realize is that this investigation is going to go on and on and on and on. And all these people are going to be brought back in. So by them leaving, they actually made themselves more of um, how can I very suspect. suspect? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then this other lady goes and testifies. That's the armorist. But her testimonial uh, uh, just basically seems to get us to ask more questions. Yeah, well, there's going to be a new standard for using weapons on a set. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, because uh, this just you know it's very dangerous. You know, we it's dangerous, and uh, I know when I go, uh, I've gone several times. I go skeet shooting, and uh, they're always very big about safety. Yeah, they have like a window. If you ever know, you put the the gun in the window, and you're not allowed to take the gun out of the window unless the gun is not loaded and the cock is open. Right. And then when you take the gun out, you're not even supposed to put the gun on the floor. You're actually supposed to put it on your toe. So I think safety is all around us, but I think some people just don't want to be cognizant about it, uh, Marcus. No, they don't. And this film, you know, those people that died, and also the fact that this is going to go on and on. It's going to become a movie. It's going to become a book. And although I think it's important that we let people know, I don't think it should go all those steps. I think the people have a right to get their settlement and to, and to make this well-known so that it never happens again. But I just think having it being a movie and having it being a book, I think that's showing disrespect to the family. It is. It's total disrespect, and you know this. This this definitely could, you know, just turn turn into something that can be lingering on and lingering, lingering in the back of, you know, many of those those many of those family members' mind, and uh, it's just bringing bringing back those those uh, recurring you know, uh, memories of what happened. So, uh, like you said, John, it's very disrespectful, and and, and again with the safety issue, I, I just I, I just can't wrap my head around it, you know. Uh, when when this thing when it's routine from from movie to movie and film to film, you know, on how what you should do with with, uh, with these type of type of weapons, they have a rule which is very interesting. You know what it says? Blanks can kill. So if you realize that the gun is always loaded, this is what a, a person taught yeah. me a long time ago at the skeet range. He said, John, he says, just realize that gun is always loaded. 
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Just realize the gun is always loaded. Even if it's not, treat it if it's always loaded. Never point at anybody, even if it's not loaded. Yeah, and the fact that like the, the gun misfired like you know a couple of times before the incident even you know occurred, you know that. So let's talk about some of the ten rules, some of the a few. I just said the basic rules of gun safety. Yeah. Keep your firearm muzzle pointed yeah. the head of the gun in a safe direction, never toward anybody. Never toward anybody. No. Be sure of your target that's both in front of you, and know what's beyond it, so that if you can't yeah. see what's on the other side of it, you make sure before you shoot. You keep your finger off the trigger. trigger. Yeah, all the times. You check the barrel for obstructions. Mm -hmm. You keep the action open. And you only point the muzzle at something when you intend to intentionally shoot. Those are are the basics. Uh, And then, of course, you've got unload your firearm before jumping, running, or climbing. Or forget that. Even leaving the point, whether you're shooting for fun or you're – whatever you're doing, you want to unload the firearm before you're you're, uh, doing anything outside. We called it the box. Store your firearm safety. They should never be close to children or careless adults. They should be locked up. And of course, never use drugs or alcohol and no horseplay when you're around any type of firearms. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't want to say firearms are fun. I don't want to say that, but I, I'll say that they are um, they're a tool that it's fun to practice your skill. I don't want to say the gun is fun, but I want to say using the tool to aim at a target uh, is something that people have fun doing. Yes. Uh, because if I said shooting a gun is fun, I don't know if I can agree with that. Um, but if you said to me, you know, shooting a gun at a target, at a range, trying to get a birdie or something, that's fun. So I think people just have to understand, Marcus, that there are consequences. There's it consequences is. with everything. There, there, there's yeah. consequences. Um, and some people believe, Marcus, that they're above the law. Uh, I've run into this several times where they have a dollar or they have a billion dollars. People that have more than a few dollars think they could do whatever they want, Marcus. They think they can go above the law. They think they can create a facade so that, you know, they've got all this money and they can use lawyers and they can threaten people. But is that really the right way? When you do stuff like that, you not only ruin your reputation, but places like the police station and the authorities, they start to get to know the people that operate like that. Right. And when they do, they start to realize a pattern. You know, and and I can't impress this enough that the impression you make, whether it's with a gun or a whether it's anything you're doing, you have to realize that you need to be just and fair. Even if it's not the way you want it to be, you've got to act justly. Because sooner or later, it's going to cause you consequences. And in this case, we learned 
took away somebody's life. That's something we can never redo. Yeah, can't undo that. Can't so undo right. that. No. Let's do a redo. Let, let's hit the control Z. No, we can't do that on, on uh, mm -hmm. we no. can't unshoot somebody. No, we don't do that on life. No, I, I wish there was a control Z button to just bring them back like they do in the movies. You can't do that here yeah. or in a film. Yeah, we'll just control Z that. Oh, I didn't mean to clip that. Control Z, we'll bring it right back. Can't do that. Oh. Well, um, it has been a great show. We are getting into our month of November. and Pretty soon we'll be into Thanksgiving. So we'll have some interesting things. And as we get closer to Thanksgiving, we'll have some recipes that we're going to share with you on how to actually make your turkey very tasty and delicious the closer we get to Thanksgiving. We'll, 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 we'll share that out. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, an idea for a show, I invite you to go to jmore.com, click on the reach out button, and then there's a new option there, apply to become a guest. Click on the apply to become a guest button, fill out all the information we ask you. You'll go through our pre-vetting stage and our production team will decide whether We'd like to move you to the next phase. If we do, we'll invite you to schedule a vetting session, a video enter a vetting call. After that vetting call, we'll decide if you're somebody that should be on our show or maybe that pitch just doesn't uh, match your expectations. And even if we do decline your pitch, you can always come back 90 days after and uh, pitch us something else. We just ask that it not be the exact same topic. So again, we're really trying to step up that. And if you have an idea that you'd like us to unbox something, we've done some amazing unboxings re recently. Uh, we've done some cameras. We've done some lights. We've reviewed our studio. So you definitely want to check that out at jmore.com. Uh, under shows, you'll see reviews and unboxings. If you didn't catch our iPhone 13 Pro Max, you got to check that out. And you got to check out the review because not only do I go through the i13 Pro Max, I actually make you feel the, 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 the excitement of me slowly peeling away that film, that plastic of excitement. As I get to the very end, you can just get chills in your spine of excitement, knowing that this is the real deal. This is the real i13 I Pro Max. Well, we are at the end of our hour, uh, Marcus. It has been another great show, everyone. I uh, hope that you guys have... Uh, a great rest of your month and, of course, a great week. And we will be back, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you know that. Uh, we will be back next Friday, November 12th. But remember, what time is it tomorrow? You can catch our audio program. Um, what time is that tomorrow? That would be right at uh, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's uh, 11 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you know we do these shows to help everyone and to provide great quality of content to everyone. And if you would like to support us, our team would be very grateful. Uh, you know, whether that's buying us a cup of coffee or if you'd like to be a full-fledged sponsor, we'd be happy to talk with you and uh, see how being part of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show might give you the leverage you need to get people's eyes on your business. Well, I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, the host of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And I guess we got to say goodbye, Marcus. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week 
right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.